Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 175. Aaron, um, you know, you said something last game, uh, something about last game. Um, not the last one, sorry. The the first game of this week against Colorado. You had a specific phrase you've used before, and uh, I think it, it came to fruition. Uh, why don't you let everybody know what that phrase was regarding the Colorado game? Uh, it's what you call a scheduled loss. <laughs> scheduled um, loss where the schedule of the NHL hates your team for some reason <laughs> and gives you a back-to-back against a much better opponent. So We just stunk. That's very much what happened in that first game last week of co- against Colorado. Yeah, I'll say 6 uh, nothing, Nothing. Uh, they just didn't have it. Now, granted, it's... Colorado, you know, so um, much better team, obviously. Uh, but really, there's only a few like things that happen in games that are even worth talking about at this point. We know the Sharks are not a very good team. We know they're going to end up losing most of these games. Uh, so we're just going to pick out a few things <laughs> that were of note in this game, in a game that the Colorado Avalanche absolutely dominated. Uh, again, six, nothing, nothing really to talk about. However, uh, Carlson uh, throws his helmet and gets thrown out of the game. So um, it's kind of kind of an interesting one there. He was uh, really upset because it was a high sticking call, a non-call, I should say. Hits him in the lip. He's bleeding. Uh, ref says nothing. Ref does nothing. I guess he says he just missed it. Whatever. Was that four minutes, right? Four, minute power four minutes. You draw yeah. blood, you get an extra two. Absolutely. So that doesn't happen. And he says he felt disrespected and um, grabs his helmet and throws it on the ice and then subsequently just walks off. Uh, now, interestingly, this is the same referee, uh, referee Gord Dwyer, that ejected Quinn, uh, I think it was two games prior. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, I mean, no vendetta, right? Just coincidence? Sure. Oh. Sure. You did not say that confidently. Well, even if it's you know, not on completely on purpose, human nature, you're going to remember stuff. You're going to, it's going to be in your head, you know, Dwyer is probably annoyed at the Sharks for, you know, you got berated by David Quinn two games prior. He's probably sick of them. And then uh, this happens where a player throws his helmet. I'm kind of shocked that Carlson didn't get a call from the NHL office here about this. Um, I mean, it's not like he, he didn't hit the referee, but he definitely threw it on the ice kind of in his direction out of frustration. It was stupid. Shouldn't have done it. He was going off the ice anyway because he had to get repaired. He was bleeding. So regardless of getting kicked out of the game, he was going to the locker room. Um, but yeah, he's angry. I mean, there's this is this is one penalty where um, linesmen can actually help in the call. So that means there are four sets of eyeballs on that play, and all four of them missed it. And Carlson's bleeding by his face, just leaking out. So that I would be frustrated as well. Um, I mean, you know, you compound the fact that the Sharks are not good. You're a competitive person. You're frustrated when you're losing like you are. And we'll get into this a little bit. Um, Everything kind of magnifies itself. And if you don't show any emotion, people think you just don't care and you're writing the season off. If you do show emotion, then you're kind of like, why are you trying so hard? It's kind of a weird fine line at this point in the season, right? You don't want to try too hard because then you're kind of a what? You're a selfish player trying to do too much whatever. But if you don't try hard enough, you're not really caring about the team. So Carlson and this, I mean, it it just blows up. Eventually it will blow up. And this is exactly what happened. And he threw his helmet. It was dumb. Shouldn't have done it. But he had a pretty valid point. Here's the leading scoring defenseman in the league by a wide margin. Takes a high stick to the face. Even if you don't see the actual stick hitting the face, you see him throw back and he's bleeding. Come on, man. Uh, it, very disrespectful. I understand what Carlson was saying. Yeah, Peter St. John echoing that sentiment too. That uh, Carlson moment encapsulated how frustrated he is. Uh, absolutely, as you said, uh, top uh, defensive point getter in the league right now, and you know, playing for a team that is not quite up to par with his abilities. Right? Um, kind of makes you wonder. Like, you know, I, I know trading him would be very difficult to do for most teams. It with with salary cap and whatnot, right? And I know the Sharks don't want to eat too much uh, salary if they were to do that, right? But um, 
you know, how, how much he would have liked to have maybe been moved. Now I'm sure he'll end up getting moved if he's going to get moved. I'm sure it'll happen, um, you know, during the draft or, you know, when there's time for teams to kind of open up that space and take on more of the contract then the sharks would be uh, willing to, to take on themselves. Right. But um, I don't know. Do you, do you think maybe as the trade deadline has passed and there's no chance now, no opportunity for him to move on uh, to a team that's maybe kind of up to par with his abilities um, do you think he's a little grumpy about that? No, I think I, he knows the situation he's in with his contract. He he signed it, so he's no dummy. Um, it's just it's the cap, the cap life. Uh, the Sharks probably they they got calls. Supposedly Edmonton was in on him, but they wanted the Sharks to retain I think half the salary, and they said no. Thankfully, yeah, um, that's a lot to retain. So. Um, I think if anything happens, it'll be this summer and there will be either little or no salary retained. What's going to happen. Same thing with goalies is a team's going to get balanced in the playoffs. They're going to say in Carlson's case, we needed a puck moving defenseman. That was the X factor in our, mm-hmm. in our boot from the playoffs because our power play couldn't get going. Cause we couldn't move the puck out of our own end. So th- they're going to try and hit a home run swing and try and go for Carlson. Now I've heard, Edmonton is still interested into next season um, getting him, which would be bananas having Carlson giving him those long stretch passes to McDavid. How many breakaway goals are we going to see McDavid get oh, yeah. here if he's on that team? Um, Detroit was another one that he was linked to because Detroit has a lot of cap space and they are looking to be very competitive and, and take that next step up because they're a young and upcoming team. So he is linked to some other people, some other places. But again, full move, no movement clause. He'll have final say. Uh, we may never know. Maybe nothing gets leaked. You know how close something could get. Um, but yeah, right now I feel like he's playing to finish out the season, stay healthy, because that's only going to drive his stock up if he does want to get traded and go somewhere else. He has to show other teams that he can stay healthy and still perform at a very high level regardless of where they are in the standings and, and how they the rest of the team is performing. So he does still have incentive to play, and he wants to get that 100 points. I guarantee you he's he's pushing to get those 100. Peter St. John saying Carlson makes uh, any team's offense go, regardless of whether it's 5-on-5 five five for power play. Absolutely. Um, imagine him. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about some of the stats with Eric Carlson with uh, the – the terrible Sharks team that he's playing with this season. Imagine him playing with the likes of a McDavid or something, right? So uh, absolutely, he can uh, he can turn any team uh, into at least uh, a much more deadly team, um, which is saying a lot because the Sharks are certainly not that. Imagine them without Carlson. And uh, again, we'll go into some of the stats. Anybody saying that Carlson ain't the worth the money, I just don't know what you're watching, but that's okay. Um, ben and Gunsry says, even the refs are trying to get us Bedard, I guess, by... Uh, by not calling that, they uh, we don't get the advantage. We don't get a chance to score a goal is what he means. But uh, how about if you guys try to get us maybe a few more subscribers and a few more likes? If you could do that, we'd appreciate it, guys. If you can, please hit that retweet button. Uh, hit that share button. If you're enjoying the stream, please, as uh, it says down below, give us a like. We do appreciate that. If you're not subscribed, I don't know why. Uh, so just hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. Uh, we don't do this all the time, so uh, we don't fill up your inbox with a bunch of useless stuff. Uh, just, you know, whenever we're going live or when we have a show, it's just to let you guys know that we're, we're here and we'd like to chat with you. So, um, <laughs> please pop in there and let your friends know that we're here as well. Uh, would love to chat with them. Um, Aaron, any other comments in here that you see so far? I see Matt Lowe saying just to trust the process. <laughs> we're almost there. I yeah. love that. You're right. We have how many games? Is it 16 games, 15 games, 15 games, left. 15 yeah. games less. Yeah. Left. Yes, Matt. Uh, we are almost there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Unfortunately, as Aaron would say, it's probably a freight train. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it's what it is. Um, just Marty McFly. at this point. Here's what Marty McFly. What do you think the return would be for EK? I think uh, I bet they're going to want something similar to what they got from Meyer. So was that a, a pick, a top prospect or two? And what else? Uh, probably some dump players to make it work. I mean, I, I think I think you'll probably get a little bit less than you want, mainly because of the contract. But the funny thing is, again, Aaron, when we brought up the athletics player cards, it showed him as a 13 million dollar play. He's outperforming his contract. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
I mean, for everybody who says, you know, his contract's too big. And I mean, it may be too big for teams to swallow. Absolutely. But you can't say he's not worth it. I mean, he, he's certainly worth it. So, and especially on a team that's got, you know, deadly weapons, like say, for instance, Edmonton, you know, mm -hmm. McDavid pairing him with a player like McDavid. Um, I mean, exponential, the, 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 the jump, I think exponential. There's so much, um, so much, uh, room for growth. I think even the amount of points that McDavid's picking up and, and, and certainly for, for Carlson as well, he's on, you know, career year right now, but for a guy who can put the puck in the net like him and dry we're not even talking about him. So um, yeah, it could be a, an amazing move and quite, quite frankly, 11 and a half million dollars uh, well spent if they want to pick up that whole contract. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think to me, like everything I've been reading and, and listening to what Mike Greer is saying, I feel like he feels very comfortable with the defensive prospects in the pipeline now after getting so many. Um, I think he's now going to be focusing on what it sounds like as a goalie. Um, the Sharks don't really have that future stud goalie. So um, I think that's his next focus because he's obviously going to be adding a top five offensive weapon forward in this draft. Um Goalies are going to be a lot harder to come by. So I wouldn't be surprised if if and when they trade Carlson, maybe that prospect is a goalie that's uh, in the pipeline of another team that they like. Very well could be. Katie, uh, Katie Harshman says, it's been a kind of depressing season, but I still think everyone is worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of the players that the Sharks had picked up, specifically those one-year, two-year contracts, I think those are all guys that they were thinking, hey, uh, other teams are going to want these guys in terms of being worth their contracts, um, guys that, you know, other teams wanted. And we saw that. We saw a lot of, of players kind of get flipped. And, um, yeah, I think they were playing up to uh, their potential and their worth, quite frankly. So, yeah, uh, good observation there, Katie. Thank you so much. Um, Aaron, we don't really need to talk too much about the games. I think we all know that the Sharks are not going to win these and that the uh, the final scores were not favorable. So we'll just say that the Sharks lost to St. Louis by a score of four to two. And then they also lost to Minnesota by a score of five to two. Uh, but there was, again, something to call out, a special occurrence, if you will, in the Minnesota game. Uh, Eric Carlson getting his 84th point uh, of the season. Uh, Sharks franchise record for a defenseman previously set by Brent Burns, who had 83 uh, in uh, 2018, 2019. And, you know, there's still 15 games to go as we said. So there's, there's plenty of room to go higher. Now we're going to ask maybe a little bit later on, maybe you guys get ready with your comments about uh, maybe hitting a hundred points, but he, he's got a ways to go here and he's already broken the record. Now in a post game interview, he was asked if he was going to maybe poke fun a little bit at Brent Burns uh, because he passed up, passed him up. And he's not, I don't think I'll, I'll, uh, I think I'll poke any fun at him, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, typical Eric Carlson, uh, answer where he you know, it is what it is and accolades and I'll look back on it later and that kind of thing. Right. Um, Aaron is, is this something maybe he should be celebrating a little bit more? I mean, it's, it's quite the achievement, especially on a team like this. Absolutely. Um, it's something that he should be happy. I think almost that he's happy that he could be playing a full season again, which he hasn't done in so long. So I think um, part of it, of him, like wanting to finish the season out is staying healthy and showing teams that he can be healthy He's in a obviously an immensely much better space than he was in the previous three, four seasons. Um, I mean, most of it was mental. We've talked about this before a couple couple weeks ago. He went back to Sweden in the offseason, got to see his trainer that he had used growing up. Um, so very familiar. Um, his kids are settled. They finally found a place in San Jose and they got, you know, you get a routine going, especially with little kids like that. So they're in a finally in a good spot and he was able to focus on himself and being mentally, physically prepared for the season. And it's obviously paid off in dividends. So um, now if he makes a trade or if the Sharks trade him, right, that's he's going to have to kind of start over again. But it's different when you have very small children or newborns versus kids that are a little bit older, like even four or five years old is different moving than having a one or two year old, you know, it's just, just hits different. So, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's going to go for it. I think he's going to, he's going to get over that hundred point, 
um, hump, if you will. And he's he's going to be a very happy individual getting yet probably another Norris trophy in his trophy shelf. We'll talk about that later, too. Well, uh, before we continue on with Eric Carlson, uh, Nick HBK150 says, Hey, Aaron, we have the reigning defending national champion Magnus Krona. Uh, talking about goaltenders, obviously here. So, I mean, they they do have that in the pipeline. How do you, how are you feeling about Magnus? I don't know yet. He's he's an interesting prospect. Now, goalies are really hard to read. Yes, I'm glad he's in the system. I'm glad they have somebody like that. But I still don't know if he's going to be the answer. He wouldn't be. What I'm looking for is, or what we should be looking for, is the next Nabokov, right? The next one who's going to be for the Sharks that is going to start. 50 plus games in the season 60s pushing a little bit but if you get someone that's there that's not a 1a 1b and he's your legit starter and he's top five in the league i don't think magnus is that i think to me magnus could probably make it to the nhl but maybe he's more like kind of um almost like a james reimer at most i don't know solid dreaming i just he's not very highly touted yes he won a national championship but that also plays in part of who was on his team defensively and who they were playing against yeah they played against michigan who was you know stacked but um there's just a lot to take into account and and development of goalies you don't really see goalies come into the nhl at 21 22 it's very rare um carter hart was one uh spencer knight who plays for florida is another who actually not to be a Debbie Downer, but he went into the substance abuse program for uh, the NHL. So he's kind of out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's goaltending in the NHL is very much a mental, a mental thing. Look at Robin Leonard. He'll tell you the, the first thing about it is mental and he's had to take some breaks for it. So um, it's very, very difficult to position to do. Um, so yeah, I just going back to Magnus. I, I don't know. I think he has the best name. And goaltending, <laughs> Magnus Krona. Who wouldn't want Magnus Krona starting for their team? It's freaking awesome. Sounds like a Viking. It, it really does. Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, good. Yeah, I didn't didn't mean to to jump off of the Eric Carlson train, but seeing That's as fine. how we were talking about goalies, and he had that great comment there. Thank you for that, Nick. Um, okay, um, so you guys know what that means. Eric Carlson, as he's as we said, scored eighty fourth point. So. Uh, we, we have our, our little graphic here. So, Super Producer Jason, go ahead. Fire in the hole! <laughs> Pretty sure we've heard that one, so we'll see. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Uh, okay, so for the week, three games played, one goal, one assist. Uh, if you care about the plus minus, he was a minus five. But the whole team stunk it up. Let's get real. 14 penalty minutes. How much of that was the helmet thrown? 12. Okay, right. then. So 12 really, yeah. he only took one penalty. Really. Okay. So let's get real. Uh, no it's, big deal. 10 shots on goal. Go ahead, Aaron. He's got 28 penalty minutes, tw- 28 penalty minutes on the season. So that was almost half from that one game. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. No big deal. Um. So last episode, I I think it was, I had posed the question, hey, Aaron, why are we still watching the Sharks? Because they're just really bad. We know they're going to be bad, and that's okay. But why are we still watching? We came with some reasons, right? Uh, This would be one of them, the road to 100 points. Uh, You've got some interesting facts here. Go ahead. I do. Um, The last defenseman to score 100 points in a season was Brian Leach, and that was in 91-92, which is the season that the Sharks started in the NHL. So it's been a very, very long time since anyone has broken it. Um, it's funny. There was a news article on NHL.com back when, I don't know if you remember this name, but uh, Mike Green, who used to play for Washington. Oh, yeah. He had he had 73 points in 68 games that year. This was in, sorry, this was in uh, 2009. So people started talking about it. This is already over 10 years ago. Um, talking about Mike Green possibly being the one. And so they asked Brian Leach. He congratulated Mike Green, and he said, um, it'll take a forward tallying 150 to 160 points before a defenseman can reach 100 again. Who is getting about 150 points as a forward? 
Okay, but wait, did he mean playing alongside that defenseman? Because that would make sense. Maybe, but that also means scoring. I think I think he meant scoring was up, you know, across the league. Okay. Because I mean back then, back then scoring was up a little bit, but not compared to 91, 92, where people were just everyone was getting hat tricks then. Um, so yeah, I this I I pulled some stats. I'm like, okay. Brian Leach had 102 total points on that season. The last season that anyone had over 100 as a defenseman. Uh, the New York Rangers scored 321 total goals. He scored 31. So he was in on a 31.78% of those goals. That's a lot. Almost a third. Yeah. Almost every other third goal, he had at least an assist on it. This is how absurd Eric Carlson is. The Sharks have scored 192 goals this season so far. He has 83 points on those. 43.23%. He has touched the puck on almost half of the Sharks' goals. It is absurd. Absolutely absurd. So is that... I mean, that kind of speaks to how bad the Sharks are, but also how many how good Carlson is because he's making... He's, he's pulling everyone up off the ice, helping them get better. I think he still leads the league in even strength points. Like, not just defensemen, the league. So wow. he makes everything go. The Sharks trade him. I don't think, I'm not convinced the Sharks should trade Eric Carlson. I wouldn't mind for his sake so that he can go to a competitor and win a cup because I don't think the Sharks are going to win a cup in the seasons that he has left here. But, um, my Lord, man, he he makes the Sharks go. As little as they're going now, it's going to be a lot worse without Eric Carlson. No, 100%. I, I could definitely see uh, him sticking around next season. And, and if we have those younger guns starting to come up and then we already see uh, Eklund getting some time, right? What happens if uh, we get a uh, you know <laughs> really high draft pick, perhaps a Bedard? Um, what if any of those guys are, are moving their way out of the AHL and into the NHL? Wouldn't it be nice? Uh, to really get uh, some really good experience playing alongside a guy like Eric Carlson, uh, getting some really good opportunities to score, um, you, know, you know, just gaining confidence, a big building block year for them. I think it'd be so great to have. And then, you know, uh, if they're if they're still, you know, in, in tank mode for next season, uh, then maybe you could look at uh, getting rid of him uh, as that season progresses. But, uh, man, that would be really, really nice for for the guys that are coming up to be able to play with him. If the Sharks tank... Well, they are tanking this season, but if they take next season, I think next season's draft is more defenseman heavy. Imagine getting a stud top five pick again next year. That's a defenseman. Yeah, that would be bananas. The Sharks would turn this around pretty quick. I would imagine. I don't know for certain, but the road would look much, much brighter. A hundred percent. We're going to close this out in just a second, but. Before we do, I'm going to pose the roll call question, give you guys a little bit of extra time to type this out, uh, where you're watching from, of course. And then, um, does Eric Carlson get to 100 points? And I'll read some comments after we get back uh, from this. We just stuck. <laughs> yes <laughs> we haven't heard that one yet <laughs> oh that was fantastic thank that you sounds so like much. a pirate thank you so much <laughs> man okay. people, people on the podcast you know, i have no <laughs> idea what you're laughing at no idea oh my god okay i gotta get it together here hold on <laughs> um okay on the question of will he get to 100 points, a while back we had some comments. Uh, Kellen Foster asking if he'll get the Norris. Um, and Peter St. John responding, I can't, I can't imagine him not getting it. What do you think? Uh, I think 100 points is probable, highly probable, but will he get 30 goals? Aaron, what do you think about that? Do you think he's going to reach the 30-goal plateau? I don't think so. That's That's 10 more goals in 15 games. That's a bit much. I agree with you on that one. Do you think he hits 25 maybe? Yeah, that that's I would say the ceiling would be about five more goals. Yeah, 25. Okay. Still uh, very good. Kellen, Kellen wondering uh, who else touches his coattails. He says he just does it all. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, again, the, the, he's he's outperforming his contract and he's paid eleven and a half million dollars a year. So he's already I didn't realize this. I just looked, but he said his career high already. His career high was 82 points. Yeah. So he's already beaten that. I knew he beat the Sharks record. I didn't realize that was his record, too. That's fantastic. With with room to spare. <laughs> Absolutely. It seems like actually a lot of people are saying, yes, he's going to hit 100 here. If I that's, go through some of these, you know, if you think about it, man, that's twenty. Was it uh sixteen more points in fifteen games? Very doable. Yeah. But if they keep getting blown out six nothing like they did against Colorado, obviously it's not going to happen. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, these you got these other losses that are you know two goals. Uh, well, another game with two goals, right? So, um, if he's in on just about half, which by the way, uh, that I think in in your stat you had eighty three points and one hundred ninety two goals. That wasn't including that last game where he got the 84th point. Um, and simple math here, um, one divided by two is 50%. So even then, uh, in that last game, 50% higher than the 43. So that actually brings the average up a little bit um, from what, what you had uh, there. But, I, I mean, if you're talking about a point per game to reach the 100-point 100, 100 plateau, and he's well above that right now. He's well over a point well, per game. He was over a point per game. Doesn't mean he will be over a point per game for the last fit. He might not be. He could go into a slump. The Sharks themselves can go into a slump. While I agree, I think <laughs> the Sharks are... Um, I mean, okay, so let's get... Uh, the, the truth is, Timo Meyer's not here anymore, right? So that that's a big part of it. You you, you can be the best defenseman, but you still need other people to finish if you're going to get assists. Exactly. If you pass yeah. the, the puck to to Noah Gregor, he doesn't have any points on the season. Say, okay? what if Noah Gregor's on the top power play? <laughs> Forget it. Forget it, dude. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I think he gets there. It seems like a lot of people here are saying um, he gets to 100. Although we got one little naysayer here. Hold on a second. Who's this? Marty McFly checking in from Bible study. Well, hey. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. He says EK gets just under a hundred. Oh man, I don't know. You think uh, you think it's one of those ones where he gets to ninety eight, ninety nine, and that's it? That would be awful if he got to ninety nine points. <laughs> ben and Guns are making a nice observation here. He says he's due for a four point nine. Haven't seen one of those in a while, but we've only had those when Timo was here. That's my point. Well, the Sharks will get some more wins on the season. I don't think they're going to go zero and fifteen. Oh, let's hope not. I mean, it would be wonderful if they did, because who cares? But <laughs> I, they're going to have some wins in there, which means they're going to have some goals. So, yeah. Um, well, no, it could be zero zero and then shootout. Who knows? I uh, wish would be terrible because I don't want to get points. The Sharks uh, can't you, shut you, anyone out. Come on. What's that? The Sharks can't shut anyone out. Come on. Hey, man, Reimer is a beast. I don't want to hear it. They should have traded him. And some team you you watch. You said it before. Uh, that some team's going to overcompensate and want to trade for Eric Carlson because they didn't have uh, a, a strong puck-moving defenseman. Some team's going to lose out, and it's because they didn't have James Reimer as their backup, as their their number two uh, solid, solid team play. Lundy coming in with the $1.99 Super Chat. Thank you, Lundy. Appreciate you supporting the show, buddy. Uh, Braun could have made 100 points. I don't think so. Are we talking about in one season, or are we talking about like four or five seasons? What are we, what's, what's <laughs> I think it meant career. Career, 100 points. <laughs> Career. Maybe $1.99 for 199 games. I think that's still, I don't think he makes it. But uh, Peter, I'm looking this that? up. Since he gave a super chat, I'm going to look up how many career points does Justin Braun have. There you go. While he's doing that, I'm going to say Peter St. John here says, Noah will go off and help EK get his points. I know I might pass it to him and, and he can go in coast to coast. I don't know. How many you got points, the numbers here, Aaron? How many points do you think Justin Braun has on his career? In total? In total. Okay, how many games played? 835 games played. I'm, I'm going to say he's got 184. Wow. What? 199. Oh, let's go. One point away from 200. Okay. okay. That's a yeah, milestone. I think he's doing that in a season, bud. <laughs> That's an average of what? Like 19 points, 20 points a, a season? Not not quite Eric Carlson level. I'm so sorry, but I do appreciate you supporting the show. Uh, Lundy's probably our biggest supporter uh, when it comes to super chat. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Thanks so much long for that. Time. Um, long time fan from Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter St. John says 75. I don't know what that means, Peter St. John. You think he's only going to? 
Well, no, he has more than 75. I'm not sure what 75 means. I don't know. How great, now, how great is the Hunter call going to be if EK gets 100 points? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm sure he's been practicing already. He's <laughs> He is. He hones in on that craft, man. He is fantastic. And if you have not watched that episode where we interviewed him back oh. in December, you should go check it out. It's a really good interview. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. You got Aaron chattering his teeth because it was cold. But, uh, <laughs> it was definitely, yeah, definitely give that one a look. Is it like 42 that night or or even less was it under 40 degrees <laughs> with the door open. Oh, uh, let's see here. We've got a Corey. Ma- oh, wait, wait, no, you have a fun fact. We want to get to first. All there right. Two players. You said, go ahead. There are two players on the sharks roster right now that have not missed a game. Do you know who they are, Paul? I probably don't. I'm going to guess Eric Carlson's one of them. That's one. Wow. See, that's amazing. I'm going to stop right there for a second. That's amazing to me because of we've, we've talked ad nauseum. How many times has he gone through a season where he only had like, you know, less than than 60 games, right? I yep. mean, or or maybe 60 games. The most the most he's played for the Sharks is 56. And he's at 67 already. See, man, and good for him because again, people are gonna they're gonna note about his age and say, Oh, he's past his prime, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And here he is. Uh, obviously the oldest he's ever been and he's he's scoring at a rate that he's never scored at before that is is franchise record setting for the sharks you know it's um, crazy in his first season as a shark uh 53 games he played he took 169 yeah. shots on goal this season he's taken 174 with was that 14 more games he took so many shots that first season and he only had three goals <laughs> three that's Noah Gregor stats right there. Three no. goals on 116 shots. He was shooting 1.78%. That's awful. It's a blue liner. Awful. He's shooting at 11.5% right now. His career, his career average is 6.8. And he shot really? at 1.78. Yeah. He's got a good wow. shot, man. He gets open in that slot on the power plays and stuff, and he rips them in the corners. Peter, I don't know if you're trolling me or if you cheated and looked this up. I don't know if it's right or not. He says the other one is Benning. He's close. He's close. It's not Benning. Benning has Uh, missed one game. Really? I I mean, I'm sorry. He missed two. Of course he's not going to miss a game. Benning missed two. Oh, missed two. All right. He only missed two games. Still, that's pretty good. All right. I'll give you one more guess and I'll tell you. He gave my kids. One more guess and I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I have to get it. Can I at least say, is it a forward? Sure. Yeah. It is a forward. It's not Couture. Is it Couture? El Capitan. No way. El Capitan. And I don't know how you say alternate Capitan. in yeah. Spanish. <laughs> All right. Next wow. up. Last one here. Next up. Who's missed one game the whole season? No idea. Mark Edward Vlasic. Good for him. See, and again, for me, and, and you just named off a bunch of guys who are, you know, getting pretty long in the tooth, right? Again, for me, good for them. Also, Why you give me that look? Why you give me that look? It's also the three highest paid players on the team. It's oh. an interesting note. But still, I think that bodes well for other teams looking at the old guys and having any sort of leverage and saying, ah, oh, you know what, they, they're more injury prone. No, man, these guys have been in there playing uh, playing their hearts out and staying in the lineup and not missing games. So good on them. Absolutely. Maybe they've taken some notes from Patrick Marlowe. That guy never missed a game. He took care Very of himself. Rarely. Same with Burns. Same with Joe Thornton. They were around those guys. I got to see exactly what they had to do to keep those older bodies going because it takes a lot. I don't know yeah. what Kellen's talking about. He says, so what you're saying is Gregor has a chance. If you're talking about scoring points, he, mm, scoring I don't goals. think so. I do not think so. Uh, Corey Massasak had a tweet uh, regarding points in the last month. Why don't you go ahead and uh, explain this one? Sure. I don't have a graphic for this, but uh, he posted up basically the bottom of the league from February 13th and then posted again what it looked like on March 13th. So one month later. Uh, the Sharks only gained five points in one month <laughs> in those in those days. Five points. Everyone else, I'm going to run through this list real quick. Blue Jackets, 11. Chicago, 13. Anaheim, 14. Arizona, 17. Montreal, 11. The Sharks got less than half of the next 
next team. So the tank is on. It's crazy. It's crazy because I feel like compared to those other teams, the Sharks actually have a better roster than those teams, don't they? I mean, before they traded Timo, they certainly did. But yeah, to only gain five points uh, for what we're looking for, at least. Oh, there you go. There's there's the tweet. That's just yeah. brutal. Like it's it's mind boggling to me that they are this bad. I mean, I'm happy. I want them to be bad. But it, it's weird when you actually look at the stats, you're like, holy cow, they they're really just awful. <laughs> I don't know. Well, again, what we're looking for out of this season, that is working for me. Okay. There there have been some games where it's still been entertaining to watch. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're getting closer and closer to where we need to be, uh, at the very bottom of the standings. I'm, sh- I'm shocked, honestly, that Columbus, uh, gained 11 points. Uh, At- Columbus, I think they have Johnny control, Johnny hockey. They have, they have a good young core. Um, they were devastated with injuries to start the season that just kind of derailed them. So I think that is what, like that roster is a decent roster. It should be better than it is. Um, Here's a, a good one from Cody Campbell watching from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Welcome, my friend. I hope he gets 100 points, but let's all pray he doesn't score tomorrow against Columbus. No, I want him to score. I want the Sharks to lose five to four with Carlson getting four points. <laughs> I want it to be entertaining. I don't want six nothing losses. <laughs> I want it to be entertaining. Have it be close. Have the Sharks just not have enough to get there and then lose and get the full zero points in the standings. That's what I want. We just stunk. Yeah, I was just going to say, Ben Ben and Gunter and Martin McFly, they're both saying we just stunk. Super Producer Jason all over that. Thank you so much for it. Way to go, Super Producer Jason. Hey, Rick Roma, Devils fan here. We remember Rick from uh, back when we had the, the uh, Timo trade episode there. Uh, Shakir is apparently on his way to SJ. Is he going to play in the AHL first? I don't know what the plans are for him. Yeah, I haven't you, seen you anything. Know? I haven't seen anything yet, so I don't know. But um, I was... Happy to hear that his team was defeated in the uh, KHL playoffs because I wanted him to come over sooner than later. Um, so, yeah, I'll be exciting to see what he can do. And and I don't know. I don't would, What would you want to do? Would you want to put him right into the NHL to see how he does? Or do you want to put him in the AHL to kind of get accustomed to the area, I guess, if you will? Well, I mean, according to Mike Greer, what, what he was saying, and, and Rick, if you're unfamiliar, Greer is the, the GM for the Sharks. Um, what he was saying was he just wants those guys. There was a couple other ones that he had named off too. That he wants them to to come over to San Jose, even if they don't play, just to kind of get acclimated to the area, to get to know the team, to get to know um, you know the training facility and all things, everything that the uh, the Sharks facility has to offer, all that stuff. He wants them to be there uh, for for that purpose. Now, whether or not they'll actually play, that still is kind of up in the air. They haven't really made a decision on that, as far as we know. Um, but we're not like insiders or anything either. So um, I'm sure there's information that, uh, you know, other other guys have found out that they haven't put out yet that we just aren't privy to. So, uh, I mean, I would love to see him um, play. I, I think maybe starting off in the AHL would be a better idea just because, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the KHL does use the international ice, which is wider. So um, getting acclimated to the North American ice surface first would probably be better. Um, but then, you know, if he's dominating and he's showing that it's not a problem, um absolutely why not bring them up have them come and and play um certainly can't do much worse than uh the sharks have been doing right now anyway and gosh you know what if he does do worse than the the current sharks uh defensive roster then it, it kind of helps us get closer to bedard so it's a win-win situation i don't know i would I like mean, to see him play if that means at the ahl level great i just want him to suit up i don't really care where i'd like to see these guys uh and what they can do that's to me i would put him in the barracuda level because they need the help right now Barracuda needs the help more than the Sharks need the help. Get him accustomed to the rank size. Get him accustomed to just being in the United States. Um, I think uh, I think that would be the way to go for me. I, I think that would be a big boost to the to the Barracuda. Yeah, and Peter St. John saying that too. Awesome. Maybe he can help lift the Cuda. You know, again, the Cuda are um, they're fighting for a playoff spot. As far as I I know right now, last I checked on them. So um, you know, if he can get them. A little bit closer to, to making that again Greer wants that he wants that experience for these guys 
the ability to go out there and play for a call to cup to try to get, uh, you know, that establish that winning culture, especially with them being first year in tech CU arena, brand new arena that was built specifically mm-hmm. for them. Uh, gosh, how great would that be uh, in that inaugural year uh, in that arena to be able to, to bring home uh, a Calder cup? I think that would be so awesome. And any opportunity that they have to do that for that, that AHL team, I think they take it. Any opportunity they have to win for the Sharks, I don't think they're super interested in right now, especially not the GM, maybe the coaches and the players. But um, I think it'd be great to bring them on to the, the, the Barracuda and uh, and just kind of cut them loose and let them go. So, uh, hey, thank you so much for your comment there, Rick, and welcome back. We know that you're not going to be here all the time, but uh, we, we do appreciate you popping in. And uh, thanks for your uh, your observation there and your question. Right. Probably, probably coming to check in on his uh, on the uh, the prospects that are around San Jose now. Uh, let's see here. Entertaining until overtime. Seen too many overtime shootouts given up this season with, yeah, I know it. I know it might. It's why Mike saying that, uh, he's kind of sick and tired of overtime. I know Aaron just wants to settle for the tie. He didn't like the shootout anymore. Uh, yeah, the shootouts just bunk, but I think they should also change the stand or the, um, point system. Three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime or shootout. If you're going to keep the shootout win, and then one point for the shootout or overtime loss. That way there's three points on the table at all times. Nothing more, nothing less. Boom. Makes sense. Ben and Gunsry is after our hearts. He says it's been horrible for the past few seasons. On the bright side, we have the fin factor for the cure. Aww. Hey, man, Valentine's Day is over. But uh, I do appreciate your uh, your comment there. Thanks for the love. Do appreciate you. Uh, one more comment here from Rick. He says, I really like Shakir and I can't wait to see him play. I hope he does well. Yeah. Hey, we hope he does well too. I mean, that's, that's the whole point, right? We're giving up uh Timo Meyer. We want to get something, uh, for in return. That's really going to help this team help turn them around. If Shakir's that guy, um, I, I guess, thank you. Right. So, and you're welcome <laughs> for Timo because he's going to do really well for you guys as well. Uh, how is Timo doing? Peter St. John wants to know, Rick, maybe you can uh, respond to that. Uh, in the chat there and, and uh, let Peter know how Timo's doing for your uh, New Jersey Devils. So there you go. Aaron, we've got uh current standings update. Um, we are second to last, which of course means that we have a minimum of a top four pick. And we looked at those uh, with, oh, what's his name? Graham Slam, right? Uh, mm-hmm. um, what was his YouTube channel again? Now I can't remember. Graham. Uh, Graham. Graham. That was Graham Slam. I'm putting you on the spot here. I apologize. But uh, we, we, we talked with him, and uh, he certainly put us on to uh, uh, to some of the prospects that we might be looking at. Uh, obviously, anybody who's drafting first is probably going after Bedard. But then Fantilli and, and a slew of other guys that he had said in that kind of top five, top four. So if we're picking in the top four, we're, we're getting a very, very good player. And by all accounts, if Connor Bedard was not there, the next three guys in line probably would be fighting for that first overall. So they're all very, very, very good players. You're going to be happy with whoever they, they end up with. Uh, just kind of Connor Bedard is just on that next tier uh, above and beyond pretty much everybody else. So um, Aaron, anything you wanted to say about uh, the standings here? Oh, I'm just excited because there's a big game tomorrow against Columbus. Columbus is three points behind or yeah, behind the Sharks in the standings. So if Columbus can beat the Sharks in regulation tomorrow, that is only a one point difference. That's why it's a big deal and why we're saying we wanted to see the Sharks lose tomorrow in regulation uh, because that just gets them that much closer to the first overall pick or sorry, the best chances for the first overall pick with the lottery. Uh, why why Mike says uh, the shark is hitting rock bottom. <laughs> Once we're there, there's nothing else to drag us down. Only direction is up next season, right? Uh, well, it depends. If we finish second from the bottom, no, we can go down one more. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that really, uh, Mike, the, the thing is we don't want to um, get pulled back up into like the 17th position. That would be bad, right? We want to either make playoffs or, or be really bad. That's that's kind of where we want to be. I don't even care if we're the last wild card. When you make it to the dance, you got a chance. We've said that uh, several times on this show. So yep. I'd be more than happy just to make playoffs. Uh, that would be fine with me. Um, obviously not happening this season or probably not even next. But uh, that that is the end goal. And so if we're going to come up, we want to come pretty far up. That's, that's the idea. Um, anyway. So, yeah, like you said, they're uh, three points. Uh, you say behind. I say ahead because we're looking at it from the other. This is like golf for me right now. I don't think you understand that, guys. So, uh, yeah, I, I like to be as close to the bottom and really at the bottom. 
So if we can uh, beat out CBJ by uh, losing to them, then, uh, you know, more power to us. So there you go. Yeah. Columbus also has two games in hand on the Sharks. So not only do they have two games in hand, Aaron, but as you pointed out in the, the that last month, that, that span, they got more than double the amount of points that the Sharks did. So post trade deadline, the Sharks seem to be a much worse off team. So, I, I mean, again, in terms of getting to that, Connor Bedard sweepstakes. I think we're in a pretty good position right now, um, but we'll see how how that ends up. It's really I'm, weird, and I've said this too. It's really weird rooting for the team to lose. It's it's not something I'm used to. Uh, it's not something I like doing, but I'm just embracing it right now, guys. Like it's, it's just a big it's giant hug. Right, yeah. I'm just embracing it. So it's it it is odd. It's really weird, but uh, this is for the long term health of the Sharks, not just to fix it for next season or to be a bubble team this year um you know the sharks luck they're just not going to get the the lottery they're going to be the worst place team and then get third overall so <laughs> i'm i am keeping my hopes very low that we're going to get connor bedard um i want to just not be like let's say the sharks do get first or not first overall pick but the worst in the standings going into the lottery you know they're just not going to get it so it'll go like to the third place team or something so um I don't know. I I'm trying to keep my hopes low so that I can be super excited when they do get the first overall pick. <laughs> if they get the first overall pick. Very good. Um, all right. Anything in the uh, comments you want to pick out or should we just start talking about the upcoming games here? I'll uh, go back to Rick real quick. He just answered your question about how Timo is doing. He said, oh. Meyer is still looking for chemistry with Hughes and Brat, but he's exactly what the devil's needed. Love him. I hope the trade works out for both. That's exactly what we want to hear. Love having you in our channel, Rick is awesome uh no i mean and that's the truth of it too again we've had lots of folks from from different teams be it from playoffs and and they come in telling us that we suck or whatever and then uh also with you know trades and stuff we got other teams coming in that uh are friends of other teams coming in that you know they want to talk about it so um it's great having you here and, and again thank you so much uh rick also wants to know why Gru doesn't use the word rebuild aaron do you want to take that one uh, to me, like it's just such a hot word. It's like a buzzword by the media. It doesn't matter. It's a rebuild. It is what it is. I think rebuild for him would be probably just blowing up the roster completely, doing a fire sale, and that's not what he's really doing. What he's doing is slowly changing out some of the pieces in both the prospect pool and the NHL level and everything, and doing it slowly, kind of a slow, I guess, rebuild. Re- it's not really a retool either. It's kind of in between the two. So you're, you're building a new culture. You're getting, you have a whole new staff in there. Everything is so different. You have player development, which they never had before you got. um, It's just, it's a slow change instead of everything at once. If it was everything at once, I think we've seen teams do that. Look at how far, how long did it take for Edmonton? Even after they drafted McDavid, how long did it take them to make the playoffs? It took a long time. That was a full on rebuild. How long did it take New Jersey and New York Rangers are a little bit different because New Jersey actually took a while too. I think almost a decade, but the Rangers were quicker because they got Panarin signed in the off season. They weren't expecting that. This is when David Quinn was coaching. Um, They got this gift wrapped to them and placed on their doorstep of Panarin who it would be like adding a Carlson as a forward, right? Like, um, meaning like it was such an impactful player joining the team that wasn't quite ready to make that step yet, but that pushed them forward by at least another year or two quicker than they were ready to do it. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't see it as a rebuild. I don't see it as like Buffalo rebuilding forever and even trading away Jack Eichel, the number one piece that they were building the rebuild around and then got rid of. So that would be a full on rebuild. And I don't think this is it. Granted, it has been four seasons now that the Sharks have missed playoffs. Well, because we weren't rebuilding in those seasons with Doug Wilson. True. We were retooling. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth of it. And again, I use the word retool. And Kellen says it's not a rebuild. It's reduce, reuse, recycle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have a lot of rewords in there. Uh, Raider Bob Ellis says pull the Band-Aid and stop the pain. Um, I think that's what they're doing, but they're pulling the band aid, uh, one, tw- like two times. It's one, two, 
I, I think this season they've got the one down. You know, we've got quite a bit uh, that went out the door. I think next season you're going to see quite a bit more, uh, especially at the trade deadline. I think I'm not trade deadline at the the draft. I think you're going to see a couple bigger moves just because teams are going to have the cap space uh, to work with. So I think that's that's a good opportunity for some of these bigger contracts uh, for these guys that maybe have no move clauses but don't really mind waiving them. So uh, we'll see how that goes, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. So we'll see. Um, Aaron, do we want to go about the upcoming games then? Sure. Well, we just All talked right. about Columbus and then uh, Thursday we got Seattle. We're playing at home against Seattle. Saturday's at home against New York. And we'll get into that in a minute because I will be going to this game as will super producer Jason and Paul. I think you are out. I think you're out of town this weekend. We're doing something, but um, and then followed up by Monday in Edmonton at 6 30. I'm putting Monday on there because we will be doing a show that night after the game, so we will be live after Sharks game next Monday. Yes, Saturday, uh, is Saturday the 18th. That's the game against the Islanders, correct? Correct. I will actually be not out of town, I'll be in town, I will be in San Jose, I will oh, yeah. be at Tech CU Arena. Oh, right, watching the Barracuda. Right. That's what you're doing. So I knew you couldn't I'm, go to the game. I'm going to be it. watching hockey, but we're, we're <laughs> going to be okay. So whether or not you're going to the Barracuda game or you're going to the Sharks game, uh, I'm sure you'll see uh, one of the Fin Factor guys here. So if you do see us, pop over, say hi. Um, we like popcorn. <laughs> That's Take a look, for uh, popcorn. look for our hats. I always wear my hat to the game. I think you. Do oh yeah, too. there you go. That's good. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, okay, it's, Columbus is really the only one here that we have uh, danger of winning. Correct. <laughs> if you want oh, the islanders have been pretty pretty garbage too who the islanders have been pretty bad oh you know and here's the other thing about the islanders we have a, an, an old sharks legend coming back from uh he went to the new york islanders and this is probably not maybe not the first time but he, he'll certainly be revisiting the tank here uh kevin kurz you guys remember kurzy we just stunk <laughs> Kurz was a good dude. Come on, Super Producer Jason. I know a lot of people did not like uh, Kevin Kurz that much. He was very honest in his review of the Sharks, and people didn't like that. They wanted uh, to be lied to. Uh, but I mean, all into, I mean, you look at it now, and yeah, he was he was pretty much bang on about all the stuff he was saying about the team. But uh, yeah, he he will be returning to the tank. Maybe we'll get a chance to say hello to him at the, at the game there, Aaron. Huh? Yeah, if we see him, yeah, yeah, I'll say hi. Shoot him a message um, or something with like it. Yeah, the Islanders are fighting for a playoff spot, so that'll be a dangerous game for the Sharks. I, the Sharks should probably lose that one, now that I think about it. Yeah. I was going to say, Islanders. you can't say that they're garbage because we're second from last and we're playing the last place team on Tuesday, so any other team is better. <laughs> I, I'll still say they're garbage. <laughs> Noah Claxton thought I was talking about Auntie Suomela. No! <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Where is Auntie Suomela now? Uh, he's not in the NHL. Anymore. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't he? He was MVP of the SHL, wasn't he? Or am I thinking of another guy? Um, I think he was. I'm pretty sure he was named MVP of the SHL. Really? But the poor guy just can't. He just can't cut it in the NHL or even the AHL for that matter. Yeah. It just goes to show you the difference in, in skill level. People want to talk about how, oh, he did so well in this league. He was blowing everybody away. Yeah, but it's not quite the same, guys. It's not quite the same. Uh, Kellen says he loves the cheese and curs. <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. Good stuff. Noah Claxon says Paul's scouting the future. I don't even know what that means. What, what was I saying that I was scouting the future? Aaron? Because uh, you're going to the Barracuda game. Oh, yes. I am scouting the future. That, there you right. go. That, that's what I'm doing. So, Anti Suomela, this was from today, actually. Really? This is published today. He is joining, I can't pronounce this. The Jews in Luswan. Uh, <laughs> he's going to Switzerland. He's going to Switzerland from Sweden. So he's. Just... Oh, you know, I can't lie. It was, you know, a lot last, you know, month. And... Dude, so, I yeah, knew he... it. I knew it. I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> he he led the SHL in goals and points. You're correct. So I'm assuming you won the MVP. Um, uh, did you see the yeah. news on Sasha Shemlevsky? No, what about him? Uh, he re-signed in the KHL next season. So he will not be He was back. playing with Shakir. Um, his team was the one that got eliminated, right? Yeah, and I think some people were speculating that he would come over here and play with them again. But um, 
No, he he is still a restricted free agent. And the Sharks retain his rights while he's playing overseas for the next year. But gotcha. yeah, cool. All right. Well, those are the games that are coming up. Uh, but we have a game that happened. It's not a uh, Sharks game per se, and in a way, it kind of is actually. But we do have a little bit of video here. There was a Pride scrimmage tonight. Aaron, you've got some information about this. Uh, go ahead and let the people know. Yeah, Super Producer Jason was at this game. It was the San Francisco Earthquakes, which is very confusing, not to be confused with the San Jose Earthquakes soccer team. (laughs) San Francisco Earthquakes hockey team versus Team Teal, which is the San Jose Sharks front office. Uh, They played three periods, 17 minutes each with a running clock. And the San Francisco Earthquakes are the LGBTQ adult hockey team. And they were coached tonight by David Quinn. Check out. Crazy. Imagine having an NHL bench boss behind your beer league team. Would that be nuts? Unreal. How much uh, How much smack do you think he was talking to them? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if he got ejected. In a, in a good way, I meant. Not, not talking smack like he hates them, but like just kind of chirping and, and having fun out there. It looked like he was having fun. He was a big old smile on his face, which you never see I mean, behind the bench. I would think he'd be chirping the, the what do you call it, the Team Teal. Right, the front uh, office. He sees. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Um, the final score, Team Teal won eight to four. Uh, the members of the Silicon Valley Pride came to cheer on both teams, and we have a video package from uh, Silicon Valley Pride or Super Producer Jason. Jason. Sorry, Jason. who went tonight? He took this video. Sorry, I thought this was from Pride. Go ahead and roll it, Jay. <laughs> can't believe he put that video together tonight (laughs) he was there tonight before the show was filmed amazing it was like 30 minutes before we rolled the show (laughs) he he like came online and like crazy fast editing skills thank you super producer jason for that by the way uh that is about my speed uh for beer league that's actually maybe a little bit faster (laughs) oh really yeah yeah i'm telling you bud uh, the time we spent on the treadmill, that did not help me as much as, <laughs> as those guys out there. I'll tell you. Uh, but um, yeah, <laughs> very cool. Thank you for showing us that one. Super just Jason, you've got a graphic here uh, because we have uh, Sharks Pride Night uh, tickets uh, that they will be selling out. Now, this is for this Saturday, March 18th, 7:30. This is against the New York Islanders. So this is the game that Aaron and Super just Jason Jason, Jason, I'm already drinking. Uh, uh, we'll be there, uh, as well as Kevin Kurz if you try to find him up in the press box. Um, but then, so with with the tickets, you get the uh, pregame reception, you get the special edition Sharks Pride hat, and you get a post game group photo on the ice. And that's only for the first 100 ticket holders. So you want to get these tickets uh, fast as soon as you can if you'd like to get out there uh, for that that group photo at the end. Now, Aaron, we're, we're, I don't know if we're in this photo or not, but we were certainly in one of these. And uh, I mean, you really have to squint, but uh, we're there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was that picture. Um, I'm sure super producer Jason has the bigger shot of it. In fact, I think I posted on Instagram when we were there, a selfie of us on the ice uh, right before we took that giant picture. So you can scour our Instagram page and find that. Um, but yeah, I will be there. Uh, Super producer Jason will be there. Uh, we're going to buy our tickets tonight. So follow the link down in the description below and that'll take you right to it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you there. 
Noah Claxton says, Paul would take one of those guys playing over Noah Gregor. No, <laughs> that's rude. He's not, I mean, maybe, but no. <laughs> uh, yeah, why Mike says coach would end up yelling at SJ Sharkey official because some silly call somehow. Hey, wouldn't that have been great? Because uh, you see Sharkey out there. He was the one dropping the puck, but then after that, it was just the regular refs. But how cool would that have been uh, to have Sharky right at the end, make some bad call, and and Coach Quinn goes off on him, and Sharky ejects <laughs> him. And that's basically how Quinn gets to get off the ice just a few minutes before the game ends. He can go, right? Uh, that would have I, been a really cool moment. That would have been awesome. I don't Sharky, to me, he could totally ref a game because you can have one of those whistles that you just hit a button. You yeah. don't need to like, blow it, right? And then uh, all the hand signals for the referee is all hand signals. You don't Got have to it. talk once. So he could have roughed that game. I'm disappointed. Disappointed. Oh, well. Uh, Okay. Aaron, why don't you finish off this with the, with pride night? There's a little bit more information here. Just go ahead. Let the people know. Sure. The tickets, uh, the upper level is $54. The low level is $97. And you can follow Silicon Valley pride on Instagram at SV pride. You can go find them there. Um, A portion of the tickets are going to go towards uh, SV pride. They're a nonprofit volunteer run organization. So there you go. You're helping out, helping out people, helping out an organization. They do really good things. A lot of great events. Uh, Super producer Jason does a lot with them. And uh, I'm very happy to be involved with them too. So it's a lot of fun. They're a big, big group and a lot of fun people. In fact, they were there for, we went to that viewing party, I believe. Um, at the brewery. Yeah, at the, the seven. Yes. Seven. Yeah. Like on the name. Um, anyway. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Very good. Peter St. John says, I knew a Paul Hayden on poor Noah. First of all, first of all, okay. It's not poor Noah. All right. Um, he He's had his chances. He's not bearing it. That's it's that's on him. Okay. So uh, I want to hear that. Um, and I'm not hating on the guy. I'm just, I know what he is and I like to play and, and have a little bit of fun. If I didn't have certain things that I poked fun at on this show, what would we do? We just sit here and mope. Come on. Talk about your dad shoes. That's what we talk about. Okay. My, 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 my dad shoes are actually very comfortable. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Isn't I that really just want the hat. Oh, for the pride night. Well, I'll tell you what, how about this? If you're, you're not able to go to the Silicon Valley pride night and get the hat, you can go to the finfactor.com, pick up one of these hats. Uh, you'll be supporting the show and get something back uh, in return. Or you're, if, if you want to support the show and you don't care about getting anything back, you could do exactly what Lundy did. You can go through super chat uh and and uh support us that way or you can go to venmo at the fin factor and you can do a a comment on either one of those and we'll go ahead and read them out at the the show here and uh looks like fin factor is posting that sharky dropped the puck then entertained the fans for a bit oh there you go yeah the the real roughs were there for the guy absolutely he was just there for the fun of it i think that's a really cool event so uh, kind of sad. I we we didn't get to know about that one. It might have been fun to go watch a beer league game with Sharky refing for just a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, certainly uh, y- there's a way for you guys to support the show. Uh, appreciate that. Kellen does want to know: Do y'all have a pride hat? I don't think we have a pride hat. Did they have pride hats when we went to the game, Aaron? Did we get a scarf? I think we got a scarf. Yeah, I think last time was a scarf. I feel like it was a scarf. So uh, if scarves aren't your thing and hats are definitely again, Saturday, March 18th, give them a look. Um, It's a nice hat. So, and it'll be a fun event. It it always is. There you go. Super producer Jason just posted this. The sharks pride hats are generally available on shop.nhl.com. There you go. Very cool. Okay. Uh, Oh, there's a very long link. That's a very long work. Um, also, on a side note, tomorrow is Super Producer Jason's birthday. Oh, so give him a little happy birthday shout out. A little early. Yeah. yeah there you go. All right. Yeah, you guys throw some birthday cakes or something like that in the chat. I don't know, but uh, hey, Noah, Noah wants to buy your dad shoes. I'd buy Fin Factor dad shoes. No, 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 no. They're, they're mine. They're mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the toaster. Very nice. Does it, oh does Fin Factor make a pride hat? Uh no, we do not make a pride hat. Actually, Super Producer Jason, that might be something we could look into. So pretty cool. There you go. We'll we'll certainly uh if we could do that, we will uh add that to the store. Should, Should be, be cool to keep the teal brim and then change the rainbow or the Fin Factor logo to a rainbow yeah. logo. Yeah, we'll sure we could do something like that. 
Peter St. John saying happy birthday. Oh, here they come. All they're all coming in now. Peter St. John, <laughs> Noah Claxton, Ben and Gunzer, everybody saying happy birthday, happy early birthday. Nick HPK, everybody saying happy birthday. Uh yeah, absolutely, man. We uh we appreciate all the work your producer Jason does. Um and uh yeah, obviously a very, very happy birthday to him. And uh Marty Marty McFly, Fin Factor Crocs, please. Oh man, you know what they say about Crocs, the holes, that's where your dignity leaks out. <laughs> anyway, um, any other comments here, Aaron? <laughs> no. It's Aaron's birthday. Oh, yeah. It's my birthday's on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Is that really? Yeah, my oh. brother and I are one day apart. Two I'm years, nice. two years and one day apart. <laughs> Should have a shirt with no Gregor on it and a big X and signed by Paul. <laughs> Uh, I think what I would do if I had a Noah, Noah Gregor shirt, I would have a picture of the net and then put like dots all around the net, but never in it is what I would do. I think your birthday is in November. I'd buy you a, I should have bought you a jersey. A, uh, Noah <laughs> Noah Gregor Gregor jersey. jersey. <laughs> oh, I would have plucked the name and number off of that so fast. You have no idea. <laughs> Marty McFly says he's dead. I love it. Uh, getting old, a hey, hey, Ron. Yeah, aren't we all? All right, Aaron. I think that does it for tonight's show. Uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you so much. Again, I appreciate all the comments you guys popping in here, especially when you guys share us and retweet us and get us out to everybody else. We had uh, Grandizer, I think it was. Uh, he showed up late because uh, he didn't get the notification. Guys, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. You won't have to miss out on this. Okay. Uh, and, and certainly, if you've got other friends and family that might enjoy us, uh, we, we'd love for you to uh, to share us out to them as well. So I think that does it for uh, the show tonight. Aaron, any any last second thing here? Any last comment you just want to throw out there? Nothing? No, I think Peter St. John's on to something. I think Noah needs his own super producer Jason segment. I agree. Well, I, It'll I mean, be hard, hard to miss. No, it's easy to miss is the problem. <laughs> I'm here all night, folks. I'm here all night. <laughs> Marty, thanks you. Thank you for hanging. I appreciate you, buddy. Okay, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, again, thank you guys. In a horrible season, we do appreciate uh, how much fun we're having with you guys. It, it's a lot of fun for me still. So we'll keep doing it until it's no longer fun. So, we try to make it fun. Absolutely. And hard on that when they note, for super producer Jason, I'm Paul. I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. We just stunk. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.